Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode one double deuce of the Two Sweet Wrestling Podcast. We got a lot to hop into. Every excuse me, AEW Blood and Guts. That finish, that match, Daniel Bryan is leaving, Return of the Dragon. And also for my anime fans, we're talking about Invincible, the Invincible finale. Stay tuned to the end of the podcast. So, we got a round table here. We got Revenant, we got Marie, and we got, how do you pronounce that? So I won't butcher it this time. Resilient. Resilient. Okay, there we go. We're about to hop into this thing on Twitter Spaces. So, man, blood and guts. I guess we can do like a, a round table of your your thoughts, overall thoughts of the match and the finish and all the controversy that came after it. Uh, I guess we can start with Revenant. You, you, you got you got the uh, start. I got the very fortunate chance to watch it live myself. Great stuff, man. I mean, I mean honestly, I mean, honestly, for, for what it's worth, I mean, Tony Khan in and of itself, you know, he, he he's doing a fantastic job with, you know, with, with with the company and everything. And I mean, the Bucks, Omega, Callis, everybody, they, they doing a great job with the storytelling and everything. They doing a great job. They doing a great job with the storytelling. I mean, everybody needs to understand that, that, you know, storytelling is what's important and the character development with the wrestlers as well. That's what's most important about wrestling is story, consistency, and character development with, with you know, the story it, it goes with it. Right. And, uh, man, what a hell of a story that was told. I mean... The match itself, like I said, I wanted to see blood. I wanted to see guts, and I got it. Like it was a hell of a match. Uh, blood everywhere. Great spots. Uh, the ring got ripped up. Like I, I last saw that in Impact, and like the, the ring is just ripped up. I think NXT did it as well. We had a fork from Santana. Just a brutal, brutal match, man. 
made of itself and prison jumpsuits. Yes. Man, we would go, we were going old school with the with the prison jumpsuits. I mean, yes. I mean, I mean, I mean that that's how, that's how people you know would see would see back in the back in the eighties, back in the nineties, and back in the two thousands. You know, the prison system, you know, has been screwed up so badly, has been screwed up so badly in this day. In, in, in the last two decades, in the last two decades, you know, 2010 to 2021, you know, right. through through that, through those two years, through the decade, through the decade and a half, we, we've seen, you know, the prison system screw up. We, we've seen, you know, incarceration, incarcerations and, and, you know, felonies and other stuff. I mean, but, but there was a story to tell with, with, you know, with the prison system. There, there's a story to tell there. Right. I mean, with Gabora. Yeah. Hager, Santana, Ortiz, and Jericho. Jericho like, represented Jericho represented the El Paso Penitentiary. <laughs> in and of itself is kudos to him because you know because, because of his brother from another mother, the late great Eddie Guerrero. Baby, come on, man! That, that, is, that is that is nuts. That is nuts. And it was. Man, it was an excellent match, and then uh, I'm like, okay, how's this thing gonna end? And I see during the commercial breaks, the commercials kind of took me out of it, but nevertheless, I was back. MJF and Jericho is on the cage, and I'm like, okay, what's gonna happen here? And the finish is the inner circle submits because they don't want to see Chris Jericho get thrown off the cage, and I'm just sitting there. And I'm saying, look, the match was like a 9 out of 10, man. One of AEW's best matches. But the finish, for me personally, I was like, damn, damn, damn. Not that way. And I like, I understand some people really like the finish. But... The finish, the finish in and of itself. Let, let, me, let, me, put some, let me put some spice on that. Like, like the finish in and of itself, you, you have you have the walls, the walls of Jericho, the Lion Tamer. That was you awesome. Have the, 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 you have the salt of the earth armbar. Oh my god! Why? How did you? Why? Like almost tap out situation for both for both guys. A young gun, a young gun, a young upstart. You know, like MJF. You know. Getting the getting the W at the end of the day, yeah. Uh, but 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 you know, getting the W and putting over the vet, you know, that's something, man. That's something, you know. Right. You know, MGF MGF getting the W for 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 his crew. I mean, you have. I, I was right. I was right about the pinnacle actually winning on that side bet, and and thank God, and thank God I was. Right. God I was. <laughs> but 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 dear God the. The fall. Uh, I'm about to I get into that. What can I say about it? I'm Look. Like, oh, go ahead. Oh, my God. I'm like, oh, my God. Dean Malenko was there. Dean Malenko, thank God for Dean. Thank God for Dean. So, you know. You like you liked the uh, the the very the ending, the push off the fall. You were a fan of that? The, the push off the fall was 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 kind of you know not not anticlimactic, but but it was very it was very you know it was very the, the timing was good. The timing was good. The timing was good, and and really in and of itself was was really was really well executed. Well, for me, 
if that's the spot you're gonna go with for one i thought it made the inner circle look really bad they gave up the match because they didn't want to see jericho fall and he pushed them down anyway so that, that made the inner right. circle look bad to me but nevertheless if your plan is to have jericho fall down on whatever it was some pillows or whatever that's all fine and good with me but it would have been so much better if they would have hit the camera angle like i I go back to like when Tess, I think it was Tess versus Shane McMahon. He hit him with like a kendo stick and Shane like This was off the scalpel. Yes. This was off the scalpel thing and 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 you know you, this was back in the 2000s when I was still when I was still you know uh, in school in, in uh, kindergarten I believe. Wow. You, you, you have you have you know Cast, you have you have Steve you have Steve Black you have Blackman you have Blackman of all people you have Blackman of all people you know hitting Shane hitting Shane with the candlestick you know trying to get him down and then Shane taking that insane 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 fall slash bump I'm like wow and it, like just just seeing that back is is just how many times is this is, is Shane gonna is gonna risk life and limb. Well, until, and until we were, automatically gets hurt. And we remember it to be a great spot because they never show the impact. They just show the end saying it's laid up. And I thought that that's where AEW should have went. Had they not shown like the fall and they'd have just shown the, the impact of where Jericho was land, it would have been a 10 out of 10. So that, that was my only problem with it. Uh, nevertheless, MJF looked like a every bit of the star that we know him to be and like the dude is on a world title track it's not a matter of if but it's a matter of when because yes yes pinnacle got got legitimized when they beat the inner circle now mjf is on top of the world and obviously a face has to take it from omega before we see that so mjf is on his way man yeah and, and, and to be fair, and to be fair, we we we're not gonna be seeing, you know, we're not gonna be seeing. Oh, we're not gonna be seeing Hangman versus versus, you know, Omega anytime soon. But right. people people are asking, people are asking, you know, after after you got after uh, the UG versus Omega, the UG uh, versus Moxley match, you know, that's happening next week. We have we have you know Pack versus versus Cassie. You know that that week we have Pack versus Cassie that week. So so really so really there were two there were two top contenders for the world title and right. people are people are already making early bets and and early you know to, to see who would win. But know, speaking the, the way back the way back cool you know calm cool collected dude on Cassie or the intense motivated winningest you know guy pack. i tell you what and uh i see marie and resilient y'all got your speakers muted maybe they left off or whatnot but uh okay okay <laughs> okay okay take your time we're gonna be here we're gonna be here y'all, y'all, y'all take your time um but i look at it and when I heard the match announced, I was like, it was like, okay, Orange Cassidy versus Pack. I was like, okay, uh, let's get this Pack Omega feud started. And then Orange Cassidy came out, 
and Kenny Omega demeaned him and demeaned him all the way to the point to where midway I started rooting for Orange Cassidy to beat Pac. I, I want to see Orange Cassidy versus Omega now because they told the story in like five minutes and they got me to flip on it. Now I want to see you know, Orange Cassidy uh, and Omega at double or nothing. So uh, yeah, that's, that's personally what I would like to see. And we'll hit on one more thing from last night. SCU won the tag team uh, number one contendership matchup. And I thought it that was... That was rightfully deserved. That was rightfully deserved. Yes. Because, you know, because, you know there, there was a story to tell there. There was a story to... There was a story to tell there. There was a story to tell there. You have, you have the Bucks who are PWG alum. You have... You have... Rick Knox, who is PWG alum, you have you have so many guys from PWG and onward, you know, going to AEW or going to WWE, you know, doing their thing there, doing their thing, you know, at those companies. And just recently, we and just recently we had, you know, Daniel Bryan had, had his contract expired. People, people are wondering where where is he going to go next. We're about to head into that. That that is actually impeccable timing because that is the next topic. Um, Daniel Bryan, the dra- return of the dragon. Look, man, it, it was Daniel Bryan versus Roman, and I kept saying people were talking about Raw and people were talking about NXT. And I'm like, man, this could be it for Daniel Bryan. Like, let's let's appreciate the dude. Uh, right now because we don't know and it turns out that his contract is up and I'm like wow man where is he gonna go next this is my thoughts he keeps talking about you know one of the Russell other guys here's what I think this is all a bargaining ploy it's like everybody uses AEW for leverage I personally think that you know what he's just using AEW for leverage and eventually, he's just going to get a bigger deal from WWE. And uh, he's going to be a, I think he's going to be part-time Brian or producer, Daniel Bryan. That's that's what I think is going to go down. What do you guys think? I, I can jump in here now. Um, so, um, you know, as much as I love Daniel Bryan and um, I watched him in the indies and grew up um, going to like uh, Ring of Honor shows back in the day and having the privilege to see him first, uh, versus uh, Takeshi Morishima and like almost lose his fucking eyeball um, wow. right in front of me. Um, you know, I have, I have a really huge respect for Daniel Bryan, um, but... Excuse me, um, but uh, okay. I don't think I don't think we're ever gonna see the American Dragon come back in full force. And him saying that he has his bucket list to wrestle these wrestlers, like, dude, you should have done it the first time. You wanted to <laughs> right? Like, why you want to tease it now? We know that you're gonna be a company man. You have a family to take care of, so your priority changes. And as much as I want to see him have like one great year of wrestling in New Japan, wrestling in Ring of Honor, wrestling in AEW, and wrestling everywhere else. We're not going to get it. Everyone that has taken... Um, everyone has true. taken the the hook, line, and sinker. And when it's going to come out that he's, he re-signed with WWE, everyone is going to be pissed. Right. You know it. Yes. Yes. That, that, is, that is true. That is true. That is true. Definitely. I mean, that. Uh, 
uh, as much as uh, I want to see him like uh, taking other ventures. I mean, they yeah. different with Free Bella. So, Brotherhood uh, uh, is kind of a uh, uh, top of the list uh, thing to do <laughs> for all that. Uh, do that so. Yeah, right. Fatherhood is one. Fatherhood is one thing because you know my my father uh, in the military could attest to that because you know he's he's working. my dad raised you know. Two wonderful kids, you know, myself and my sister, the past 20 plus years. I mean, he's That's in the awesome. and, 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 you know, he's a preacher. I thank God for, you know, my dad. I thank God for him. That is awesome. You know, you know any, anywho, the, the, the one thing, the one thing that God, you know, has to, has to give, you know, is, you know, the fact that, that, that the longevity, that, that Brian, the longevity of doing something great. I mean, even longevity, even longevity, and the will of fire that he has will eventually burn out. And some people will know. Some people will know that people, that people's, you know, lifelong dream is to become a wrestler or become a commentator or anything like that. But, but for guys like you know, Dominic or or say like like Candace or Right. I mean, you have these young up and coming guys and gals making making moves, making making waves. I mean, Dominic he's been he's been trained by Jay Lethal, he's been trained by, by Lance Storm, he's been trained by Ray Phoenix, he's been trained by Coney, he's been trained by these legends and icons of wrestling. Just to get just to get his his damn foot in the door with WWE, and yet people have been saying to the guy, people have been saying to Dominic that he should be going to end, that he should be going to the indie scene, he should be going to the indie scene, he should be going to NXT. Oh, let me just say this: let the man do what he does. Let the man do what he does because I'm a couple of years older than that. I don't care. I don't care if I'm a couple of years older than him. I don't care. I would right. take a 619 to the face. I would rather take a 619 to the face and absolutely, you know, take a frog splash in and of itself. It's me. That's just me. Right. It's just me. Um, and before we get going to the next topic, I'll give Marie and Resilient a chance if y'all want to speak on AEW. Okay. Okay, that'll always be there. We'll move on to your, 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 you have a floor. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So yesterday, I mean, I really liked it. I really liked it. And uh, there was like blood from the very beginning. Yes. <laughs> I was bleeding on his mouth at one point. <laughs> right. And, and uh, yes, I mean, I, I really liked the event. And uh, I, I, when my heart started like pounding was when I started seeing these guys oh, going to the park. I was like, oh my God. And, and uh, yes, I mean, the, the, uh, the, the fact that uh, they, um, that uh, MJF made uh, the inner circle surrender by uh, turning Pro Jericho off of the cage. And he did it anyway. I mean, I think that solidifies him as a top heel on AEW. <laughs> yes. Yes, most definitely. Hey, cool. uh, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. You got it. I, 
I just wanted to quickly jump in with the AW stuff. Um, just because, you know, stuff is getting a little crazy around the house. Sometimes <laughs> talk. Um, okay. So, so I was able just to catch like the highlights uh, via Twitter. Um, and Blood and Guts looked actually like a really good, like a good feel war games that you're like, yeah, I'm hyped for it. It was. Um, and um, the only problem with the ND was just was just the production value. It has nothing to do with uh, Jericho falling on the crash pad. You know that was fine. That was one hundred percent safe. We want everyone to be safe. Right. But they could have beforehand tested it out with like a dummy. You know they could have told Kenny to bring like you know that that, that freaking blow up doll. And like have two people on either side record with their um, smartphones and be like, all right, does does um does this does this part look right? Does that part look right? And then adjust the cameraman appropriately so that way we could get a better angle and we wouldn't have been so upset about it. But you know. Uh, AW likes to rush things. It feels like they like to rush certain scenes and just don't care. And they're like, here, let me show you. Let me show you the business. Because they kind of reveal their, like, magician hand. And you're not supposed to do that. Right. But that's what, like, you know, it leaves, like, a bad taste in your mouth when you're like, oh, my God, all this blood and guns is happening. And all of a sudden, oh, look, it's a crash pad. Like, what? Like, how does that make sense, you know? Um, overall, I think that... um. AW is, you know, picking up steam here and there. I don't agree that um, Hangman fell in the rankings all the way to number five <laughs> because he lost to, to Brian Cage. And then all of a sudden, Orange Cassidy is number one, and right behind him is, is Pac. It's like, That's well, a fair you guys, point. You guys are really twisting this around, and I thought that the rankings was working for a while. Now it's like, what the fuck is happening, you know? Um, so I'm not really too hyped for um, uh, Pop versus Orange Cassidy to find out who's gonna face um, Kenny Omega only because I still want this, this chase to happen. I want Hangman to start turning heel. Well, not really heel, just be vengeful and like take out Pop because Pop was the first person. No, hold on. Uh, take out Orange Cassidy and then just go for Kenny Omega. But don't challenge him for the belt yet. Just go after Kenny Omega to be like, I'm here, I'm in your spotlight, and I'm going to challenge you and probably dethrone you and have this fucking chase. Like, I'm tired of it. Yes. I c- put me down for that. Put me down for that. Um, I'll tell you, man, I have, I have this degree in writing, and like, Tony Khan doesn't want to give me like 15 minutes of his fucking time. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, to weigh in like on that blood and guts thing go ahead yeah. circle i mean if this storyline is going to continue someone that the inner circle should have on their sides it's a uh, tony blanchard i mean if, if he hadn't assaulted the uh the referee and taken the keys from him none of that would have happened so uh, there you go yeah <laughs> yeah oh go ahead Well, I I just gave before we move on. Oh yeah, I got something. No, I'm just listening. Okay, before we move on, I just gave the mic. I just put somebody on speaker. If you if you would like to talk, I forget who it was. Simply, simply, simply. Uh, uh, anytime you want to weigh in, man, I seen you uh, requested. So if you got something to say about AEW or Daniel Bryan, uh, feel free. 
uh, as I look toward the next topic here. Um, next topic is Andrade. Andrade challenging Kenny Omega for for the Triple uh, A championship at Triple Mania, and man, like I, I, count me surprised because I didn't know where Andrade was going, but I am all in on this one for Triple Mania, and like. Andrade versus Omega, it's the Jericho effect. Like when Jericho challenged Omega at uh for New Japan, I was like, you know what? This is gonna be the first Wrestle Kingdom that I stay up for. And now it's Andrade versus Omega, and now my eyeballs are on Triple A, and I'm like, okay, I have to see this. Um, so what do y'all what do y'all start start on that? Uh, because I was I was shocked by it. Andrade versus the, 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 uh, Kenny Omega. Jesus Christ! Andrade desperately needs a manager. He really likes my skills. What's up? All righty. Anybody? Anybody? Yes. For me, for me personally, for me personally, let me say this. Oh my God, I did not expect Andrade to, to be challenging, to be challenging for, for the AAA Mega Championship. Oh man, that's gonna be that's gonna be a huge. He got my attention. Yes, yes, it did get everybody's attention. It it is giving everybody's attention to to what. To what's yet to come, right? Tony, 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 Tony Khan is definitely not gonna let you know Kenny lose. Ah, uh, you know what? I'm kind of pulling for Kenny to lose here because not much is going on with that championship. And man, man, really, I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping Andrade actually wins. That, that's just my hope. <laughs> And that's what yeah, uh, I think this is this is the the opportunity to get to finally get the title off of Omega and make a complete star of Andrade. So uh, yeah, it, almost, um, it almost felt like um, Andrade's birthright to be like Kenny. I want to face it for that for that Triple H championship to um, bring it back home. So it's gonna be money. It's definitely going to be money. Um, but yeah, I'm really hoping that Kenny lose that belt because obviously there's not a lot going on with it because of the times that we're in. But um, other than that, like, um, you know, uh, Kenny needs to lose it. Right, right, right. Uh, anybody else on that? If not. Hi, can I say um, Yeah. Who, yeah. Who's, who's that? Hi, folks. My name is KP. I'm. I'm from Ireland. All right. Say hello. So right. How's it going, JP? Good, good. I've been following uh, Marie's Twitter account for a while, so I just want to join the face and um, oh. chatty. So oh. I've been um, 42. I've been watching wrestling since 1980. And I was, in Ireland, we didn't get WCW. All we got was WWF. So WCW really... Um, 
we only we were only kind of really exposed to it here in Ireland towards the end of it. So I've been watching WWF my whole life, and it's it's only really as I got access to the internet that I discovered things like New Japan and AAA and C- CMML and, and and various other uh, wrestling around the world. And I've uh, been watching AEW since the start, right. and I quite like it. When when it comes to watching Next and and um, AEW, I always want to watch AEW before Next. Well, I've been listening to you for the last um, half hour or so uh, about things and I think a couple of things about AEW which upset me is and I'm sure it's going to play very much into your narrative where they, they need a writer they need some writers oh, because okay. everybody needs everybody seems to be uh, running with their own stories and their own stories yeah. there seems to be no consistency there whatsoever mm-hmm. like they built up for months for uh, Kip Sabian's stag party, we never really got to see the stag party, and they used that as a as an introduction to bring in Miro, who's supposed yeah. to be the master. Right. Um, I looked at Blood and Guts, and I enjoyed it for what it was, but kind of like the um the the explosion, the mastering explosion, that was more of a you know a major disappointment. Right. Yeah. Uh, the crash at the end, right? I mean, they literally um, threw in the towel because they didn't want Jericho to be thrown off the top of the cage. Right. They threw, they threw Jericho off the cage to a gimmicked crash pad, which wouldn't, mm-hmm. have looked, which wouldn't have looked so bad if they hadn't put cardboard painted to look like steel on top of it. I mean, the angle was absolutely appalling. Yes. <laughs> I love Eddie Kingston. I felt so bad for Eddie Kingston looking at Eddie Kingston um, covering John Moxley <laughs> when the ring was going to explode. Yeah. As if he was unconscious, right? Can I and tell y'all? A couple of sparkles. For those and then they, then they retrospectively said that he had a panic attack, right? Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. guy is supposed to be one of the toughest wrestlers out there. He's one of the best talkers in the business. Yeah. He has a panic attack. They need, I mean, I much prefer AEW to WWE now because WWE has been trash for years. Yeah. At least, at least they have kind of storylines that kind of make sense. Yeah. You know, or they have people who give promos like him and that can make sense of something, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, as much as I love AEW, it's just so hard to look at the consistency of it. Oh, yeah, I know. And, and like, if I was standing over and I'd run a mile, I wouldn't be going there at all. Um, because... Anybody, if, if the only reason he'd go there would be to build up new, new wrestlers. He can do that at next. You know, uh, some of the new talent comes through there. I mean, there's no storyline advantage. Or, there's no advantage for Brian Danielson to go with AEW. I, uh, I don't know. Sorry, I know I'm talking a lot now, but... Oh, uh, no, no, no. I doubt you get the Irish... Resp- I, I doubt you get an Irish perspective very much. Oh, um, and take all the time you need. Know. Yeah, yeah. But, um... I just think I would love to see AEW invest in areas like, oh, you know, the production is good, but they need long-term storytelling and uh, they need, you know, Omega's so amazing. I think he's fantastic. He's one of the best things I've seen in years. Love mm-hmm. him, right? He's very, very hands-on in what they do. It's like, they need to protect that. They need to protect the storytelling. Same with Hangman Page. I think Hangman Page is brilliant. Like, we're not going to be spending the next six months 
of my life trying to figure out whether he's going to become the leader of the Dark Order or not, you know? They want to just... JB, JB, let me break that down. Right? There were some rumors, there were some rumors and some speculation on on the, uh, on the on the whole who should be the leader for the Dark Order. And people have been saying, oh, it should be Evil Uno. But uh. but th- but people but people have also been saying that it should be Sting. So uh. I didn't hear that one right there. Well, you know what? You, you want to get your money's worth out of Sting because they're paying them what, half a million half a million dollars to turn up once a week. Right. They're and not man- they're not managing Sting properly either. I mean, Sting comes to the ring. He's a sixty-two-year-old man with a baseball bat. I'll say and this. Then- and Brian Cage and everybody else, they have a five-on-one advantage, and they run for the hills when they see Sting. I'll Just, say this yeah. as the biggest Sting fan next to my brother. Like we talk about this all the time. Like Sting should be like the Undertaker. Like you rarely yeah. see him, and then all of a sudden the gong hits, the lights go out, and it's like, oh yeah, my yeah. god, the Undertaker's here. That's why I really think Sting put him, in the raft, put him in the rafters for a year and a half, like. <laughs> Before. Um, I, I would like to throw something in. Like, um, I don't think uh, partnering staying with Darby is actually helping Darby at all. I thought that initially it helped him, but now it's like you know, Darby is his own thing, and now there's really no need, you know. So I, 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 I feel you on that. Oh my God! Yes, but I think they need to invest in in, in proper long-term storytelling. I think that'll make a huge, huge difference. To well, um, as I say, I really like the product, but very frustrating as well. You know, I mean, did did fifty year old Chris Jericho need to take a bump off the Doctor Cage? No, he didn't. That last night. No, no, he didn't. You know, and that's I think that's probably more Jericho's insistence because he wants to show people that he's still relevant and he's still a kingmaker and he's taking a lot of shit because of his appearance. He wants to show people that he can, you know, holy, holy, like from from being thrown off the roof. But then, you know, come onto a lot of car water. So that, yes, you know? there's no out foley and foley. That, no, no. I'll tell you that. You guys, can I ask you guys a question? Um, and I, I, I will shut up. Then I mean, clearly you all like the AEW product. Is Love do it. you think? Like I, I'm watching. I'm watching. Like obviously in Ireland. We don't get things live, so I have to use in various ways at times to see stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm watching Impact as well, and I'm watching. I'm watching Major Major League Wrestling. Is, is WWE is it irredeemable at this stage? Is it just you know they have their big multi you know, deal with Peacock, and they don't really care? I saw a tweet earlier where it said it doesn't matter if Daniel Bryan goes to AEW because there's no character within WWE that's big enough anymore to move numbers or to make a difference and it uh, doesn't matter oh. wow I didn't see that tweet um I mean I'll just quickly say that um it was Dave Meltzer by the way that said that oh of course it's Dave it's awesome. <laughs> oh, oh boy anyway but um but, but quickly just to give you like uh, an answer to that but um WWE can be redeemable um they hired um a con to uh take care of creative and uh story so he wants to do a lot more um like soap opera stuff a lot more Hollywood at stuff and start pushing reference into like movie uh roles and stuff like that 
Yeah, I want to see wrestling, though. Yeah, I know, I know, but I'm, I'm just giving you the details of like what I know, what I've seen online. But they want to do that. Um, um, but as far as I can tell, it doesn't look like it's going to be redeemable anytime soon in the near future because they're focused on that Peacock deal. Uh, getting other people that like we don't really need to see on TV. Uh, as much as I don't mind Eva Marie, we don't need her or Eva. No. Yeah. That's a topic. Save it. No, save it. Save it. Okay. I got, that is a topic. But other than that, um, AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, MOW are basically beating uh, WWE in terms of like what to watch and what to feel comfortable watching and not so cringy. So, you know, we're going to have to give it a couple of years before WWE can get back on track. And the same can be said for Impact as well. Same can be oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just upset with I'm just upset with impact about how how they've been treated during this uh, partnership. I've been saying oh my goodness that, um, that basically um, New Japan Pro Wrestling is giving them a better deal in the partnership than AEW. I would say this. Bully um, What happened? What? Oh, Bully Ray, Bully Ray had a tweet that I, I quickly like to get to. He said something to the fact that he said, if I was an impact, I'd be fuming because Michael Nakazawa is the one carrying oh. the titles around and Kenny Omega just has the, the AEW title. And like, it got me thinking, if this was New Japan pro wrestling, I think Omega would be carrying around that belt. Like he he he'd have the double titles on his shoulder. Well, I'll tell you one thing: Kenny Omega did forget one of his championship titles, and I think it might have been the Intercontinental Championship. He forgot to bring one of his championships to to the ring. Really? And so so basically, that, that that tells you a lot. Yeah, he came yeah, out as a gimmick. Wait, what? You're right. It was the Mexican one. He forgot to bring with him. I think wasn't it? No, um, no. In, in New Japan, he was already with Bullet Club, and I forgot oh, what yeah. title he had. And um, he came in, and he, he even said to the camera, "Title." He forgot. It's Oh, so yeah, he forgot that. He says to the camera, "I'm gonna be in big trouble," and I'm like, "You're damn right, you're gonna be in big trouble. You're the fucking champ." Wow. Wow, so man. That, that puts things into perspective for you, man. Right. Um, moving on to the next topic at hand. Yeah, I was talking to WWE and MLW. Well, there's a possible WWE MLW partnership going on. Like, that is the most weirdest news ever. My goodness, that is, that is weird. That I, is weird. I was scrolling yeah. Twitter and I seen that, and the first thing I said was, "Oh no, 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 no." <laughs> Because Vince bought out the territories. Uh, Vince, they, they bought out Evolve. And then we had the whole situation with uh, in, in UK with NXT. Uh, they cleaned that out. So I'm like, ah, no, MLW. You got some good momentum going. Just don't mess with them. That's my take on it. What do you guys think about it? Well, Kurt, Kurt Bauer made some accusations against WWE in 2018, accusing them of sketchy practices. So, like, unless they have a very short memory, WWE, I can't see how that's going to work. Mm. Nope. 
Yeah, you me know? either. Me either. I just, man, MLW has been doing some great things. Uh, I don't know if you guys watch Lucha Underground, but Dario Quito. Dario Jeff is back. Yeah, and he's the best, he was the best thing of all time, I think. Yes, indeed. Aztec, Aztec Underground, Vampiro, who I love, who I love, you know, I, I love Vampiro. I love, I love the guy because, you know, I, I've talked, I, I've actually gotten retweeted by him. I've gotten retweeted by Matt Striker before. So really, it's not that, it's not that big of a deal. But, but literally due to the meditation and due to the anxiety that, that me and Ian have been, you know, having, I've personally been asking Ian and Vampiro about, you know, a lot of stuff. You know, about, you know, meditation and everything will be the best, you know. Right. Meditation. And, and you, know, you know, going back, going, going back to the Aztecs, going back to yes that would be amazing man um moving on to the next topic at hand what do we have here impact number one contender tournament uh we got there's gonna be a six-way match going on and it's gonna be uh first day up at hand right now and uh got a mic whose mic is that um uh, got Chris Bay Bradona and Callahan already in there we got uh coming up got Moose versus James Storm Rhino versus Saban Trey versus um but to me the best person to face Omega uh, for the Impact title would be Chris Bay. That is something that I'm very much looking forward to. And like I think he's he's the, he's the best choice. Chris Bay, he's out of the X Division. Looking like they're moving him up. He could have a tremendous match with Omega. And that's where I'm at, man. How, how would you guys feel about Chris Bay versus Omega? Man, Chris Bay versus Omega would be sick the high flying style would you know make it good but like Kenny Omega also has like a huge strike selection so has Chris Bay so we don't know how the match will go but this the match uh under siege is it called yeah it's called under siege uh, it could go to anyone right yeah um unfortunately um, as much as um you know, you guys want Chris Bay. Uh-huh. Um, he's not—he's not ready at the moment um, because we still need to go with the story of Moose um, getting the championship titles back. Only because um, after Tuan lost, uh, Moose did tell him, "Yo, you're gonna have to answer to me if you lose those championship titles." That is so a good point. Story. As much as I really want Chris Bay to, you know, go on another level. You know, um, he could still stay in the exhibition for now, but him fighting Omega would not prove anything. And obviously, in in the eyes of us, the fans, we're gonna see it as like, you know, he's not even on on his level. So just send Moose out there and get have Moose get his belt back. Oh, you know what? I wouldn't be against yeah. that because Moose was the, the yeah. former TNA champion. <laughs> 
And uh, yeah, that, that'd be a match I'd sign up for as well. If uh, I'm signing up for any match with Kenny Omega versus any Impact wrestler, because like there's so many new match types that we could have because of this whole forbidden door situation. Yeah, we could literally have like any match. We could have even like Young Bucks versus uh, who are the current Impact. Yeah, Finn, I didn't. I don't. I don't really know. Didn't know who re- they were like a lot. I knew uh like Juice Robinson from like you know his time in like when, in NXT. I didn't really watch NXT, but like you know, I you know knew about him. Like he had like a couple of matches, uh, and then he did like this whole like vegan style gimmick. Or something. I don't know. I don't really know too much about like you know whatever. Juice's old character was, but awesome. I knew uh, Juice like in mm-hmm. uh, Juice. I've known. I, I think I knew him in like New Japan. That's where I found yeah. him from. With his matches versus Moxley, which uh, any Moxley match is going to be good either way, in my opinion. Depending on like you know what type of match it is, or it could just be like the WrestleMania, whatever. That match was like a WrestleMania like 32 or something. That Brock Lesnar match. That yeah, that, was that, that, that stunt. That, that was stuck because, because of Brock. But um, moving on to the next topic, uh, Stephanie McMahon. Um, she, <laughs> she had a tweet. Uh, somewhat to the effect of, and I'm just trying to go off of memory, said, well, what if women got the same opportunities that men did in sports? You know, what if they have... Yeah. What if if they got the same time? And this set everybody off, including me, because not too long after that... Yeah, yeah, kind of ironic. Not long (laughs) after that... We had like a two minute match for the women's tag team titles, which a match a lot of people were looking forward to. Well, I mean, she played this before or after they said Nikki Jam and her belongings in a in, in a. I, this was after. This was after. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. Um, I I would like to mention that uh, the piece that she decided to like retweet was really worded bad and it put everything into a bad light. And, and you know, you know me being um a female um, in this business anyway from like me being working with WWE and then like getting let go by WWE and then being on the indies and being with um, pro wrestler JD Alpha like you know I get to experience the world of wrestling different from fans but necessarily like I've always been about if you work hard and you treat others with respect and dignity and you form friendships like Money is obviously like it should matter because you gotta survive somehow. But you know, if I'm not getting, if I'm not gonna get paid as the same as the men, that's totally fine with me because the men are putting in uh, harder work than I am because they're gonna be there every single day. I might not even be like if I wanted to wrestle or wanted to be a manager. I may not be out there every single day because I might have stuff to do in the back. So you know, I think that the work relationship really shouldn't matter of like 
how much someone puts in, as long as you love what you do and the passion is there. I just think they really took that out of context just to play the trendy part of like, oh my God, we got to talk about this. And it's like, right. you know, just do, you, just do what you got to do and be happy that you're doing it because people are going to come up to you and be like, hey, you changed my life. Hey, you inspired me to do this. You inspired sure. me to do that. That's way more better than like, hey, that dude's game will pay paid way more than me, and I don't like it. Fuck that. Go out there, have fun. Stephanie retweeting that was definitely like the epitome of tone depth, right there. Right. I will say that. Basically, if I could say something about that, sure. Basically, it's like I can't understand a word. You say basically that's that's exactly what I'm that's exactly what I'm hearing from from people who are complaining about everything, whether it's the tweets, whether it's you know sports, whether it's anime. I mean, come on, guys, tell it being told to to your own to to your own bull, to your own crap, to your own crap. Don't don't read don't read too much into into what you say. Don't read too much into what you say. I will say it's gonna bite you. It's gonna bite you. I will say that you know that's all fine and well what you tweeted, but you can't tweet that when you you look at the the opportunities that you give the women. Like the the title matches only go two minutes. Uh, like Asuka's title reign. Jeez, they just didn't care. So, like, there are a lot of things that WWE needs to work on before, like, you know what I'm saying? We have to remember that WWE is more of a company, and the person that could bring in the more money is like, oh, you're our top person. If it doesn't matter what it is, it's like, oh, money? Awesome, come here. Right. Um... Mm -hmm. As we move on to the next topic, <laughs> uh, evolution, 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 Eva Marie. Like, I see that and I'm like, okay, he was back. And, <laughs> and I'll, I'll say, okay, I'll say, I'll give it a chance. Just play devil's advocate here. Maybe she's improved in the ring, you know. Maybe she's improved somehow, and you know, I'll give it a chance to see, you know, what happens. But I'm not all that enthused about it. Uh, what do y'all think about it? Uh, we'll see how it plays out. Oh, I was just quickly gonna say that we'll see how it plays out. Say that again. Uh, would. Yeah, honestly, honestly, I, I, I'm going to be honest. Go ahead, take it away. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. Even though she brings in views, like, even though she brings in views, just like Becky Lynch, I swear to God, the, the in-ring thing, the in-ring return after, after staying, you know, with the bodybuilding stuff and her modeling, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, personally, I personally, I personally, I'm not, I'm not hyped for this. I'm not. I, I just, I just don't understand. Like, why would, why would anybody, you know, get rid of a legend, get rid of a legend like, like Mickey James, and exactly. 
and also getting rid of getting rid of a mm-hmm. national of a national wrestling treasure, a national wrestling treasure like Aiden Royce and Billy Jay. Like, really. That's a little bit more arguable. Like, getting rid of two of a legit, of, of a legit tag team in the Iconics. We're getting rid of a legit tag team in the Iconics. And we're getting rid of a legend to bring back, to bring back Eva Marie. Yeah. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? They're talking about you. That's why they're talking about you. Because it's random. Yeah, very random. Yeah, I think it was, oh, Ronda Rousey. After every, ever, after everything that she's done, and after, after, and after when she has her kid, after when she has her kid, when 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 Ronda comes back and when Becky comes back, swear to God, they're gonna tear, they're gonna tear the house down. They're gonna, they, they they're see, gonna they see her, and they see her though. I think in the way they see somebody like Logan Paul, somebody who has kind of oh, brand. <laughs> They paid Logan Paul a million quid to just show up. A million? Just to show up. I mean, when you think about it, some of the, some of the wrestlers they let go were on about $200,000 a year. Yeah. yeah. So there was the, like, they, they yeah. paid the salary of five girls wrestlers for one Logan Paul. And it just seems but, that they, they, have, way, they JP, seem to have way, JP, let, let me interpret it on that. So, so really, the whole, the whole uh, one of the Paul brothers, I believe, I believe it's uh, Logan or Jake. I believe it's Logan or Jake. Yeah. That are going to be doing the whole boxing thing. With Jake, that's Jake. Yeah, that's Jake. So, Jake. So Jake and Floyd, so Jake and Floyd Money Mayweather, they're going to go at it in June. They're going to go yeah. at it in June. And I'm like, I got my money. I got my money. Me, me and my dad, we got we got our money set on, on Floyd. We got our money set on Floyd Mayweather. Eating, eating, slash whooping. I've got news for you. It's an exhibition match, so there's not going to be a winner. Well, still. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, they did that with Mike Tyson and Roy Jones. It wasn't a winner. Yeah. I mean, even as an exhibition, even as an exhibition, I, I really want, I really want Floyd to actually, you know. Right. Listen, folks, I have to go, but it's been lovely talking to you from Ireland, and I, I hope it's lovely talking to you. Uh, it's great talking Ash, to you, JP. See you. Keep up the and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye. Take care. Bye. Um, all right, on to the next topic at hand. We have new women's tag team champions in NXT. The street fight that was brutal, man. Uh, Shotzi Ember, ND, Candice LeRae. I absolutely love this. Shotzi is turning into this era's Jeff Hardy to where she just jumps off of everything and is like please don't die Shotzi <laughs> Shotzi Shotzi definitely let me say this let me say this about you know about about Shotzi the way that she's been brought up the way that she's been you know brought up you know been as the female version of Jeff Hardy that, that is great that is great that is great 
but but to an extent with not just not just her cameos, you know, from from my boy Enigma to to everybody else, but but the way that she's handling the way that she's handling, you know, herself with my skills, her vocal range when it comes to her singing and, and just completely and just completely all around wrestling talent. She knows what she's doing. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. But for everybody, but for everybody who's who's been saying about Ember, really, Ember hasn't lost a damn step ever since. Oh ever no. Since she had, ever since she and Shotzi had lost titles, they'll, they'll get them back. They'll get them back. I hope they do. Yes. I hope they do. There, there is a. a Okay, there's a story there to be had, a feud there to be built. And I'm glad that, you know, NXT is always good on striking while the iron is hot. And there's something with the way, there's something with uh, Indy and uh, Dexter Loomis and uh, Candice. So, Index, speak on it if you want to speak on it because. I kind of don't understand like how like I can kind of see it but like you know I, I like how could you get like you know this ins- this wacko of a man in Samuel Shaw you know have feelings for someone you probably want to like make him or psycho in my opinion like yeah, yeah I, that's, that's what I, I want to know that's what I want to know like like you have Samuel Shaw aka Dexter Lomas you know having having a having a girlfriend having his on screen girlfriend in in NXT you know in his arms and making a dang meme about it I'm like wow the best thing ever man it's I love it music in a way yeah,你知道嗎？那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那那
So I, 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 I got I got a hand of that. Oh, I gotta love that. Gotta love that in professional yeah. wrestling. Yeah. You talk too much, like. He puts him out the window. It's like he, he's a big, strong, silent type. Oh, you talk too much. What? <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Yeah. That was great. I love it. I love it, man. So, moving on to the next topic at hand, we're going to have Retro Smackdown uh, coming up. So, I mean, I, I thought I thought of this. Since Retro Smackdown is coming up, the top five Smackdown stars of all time, what would be your top five? Here's my... Or top, however you want to, however many you want to say, top one, top three, however many. But here's five. Here's five for me. Uh, Okay. Batista at number five. I know he started off at Raw with Evolution, but to me, Batista became a SmackDown guy over time throughout his throughout his big run. Number four, Undertaker. Like I respect the fact that retired. No, no, I'm, I'm talking about all time. <laughs> Did you say I was disrespecting you? But his SmackDown run, I absolutely love. Uh, at number three, rated R superstar Edge. I thought he really took off when it came to SmackDown. Uh, number two, the Friday Night Delight, John Cena. Uh, and number one, clearly, the man that they named the show after, The Rock. That's my top five SmackDown stars of all time. Which shows are either top star, top three, or top five? So, for, my, uh, for, uh, for me, for me personally, let, let me let me put my let me do my hand let me do my hand away. Mine, it would be The Rock at number three because you know he's the people's champ. Number one would be technically The Undertaker. Number two would be the brand that put John Cena on the map. Yep. And I'm saying that John Cena. Number four would be like putting putting 2002 guys in there. Ray. Mysterio. Ray Mysterio's at number four because you know I like that. Since Ray Ray mm-hmm. Ray Ray's been been a part of WCW, been a part of Triple A. Hell, Ray Mysterio definitely number definitely number four. Number five, ooh, that that's gotta be that's gotta be the one person that, that has been a part of both Raw and SmackDown, you know, from the get go. And that's gotta be well, you know who I mean? The Undertaker. Yes, sir. Uh, well, you had, I think you had Taker in there already. Right? That's why I was like, wait, that sounds like two Undertakers. So wait, dude, wait, hold on. Do you want American badass Undertaker to show up yeah. while Undertaker shows up? <laughs> you guys? I'm actually, I'm actually doing, I'm actually doing it both ways with, 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 Oh. Back with Big Evil, Big Evil Badass. Okay. Yeah, Big Evil Badass. Then, then when the resurrection came around with, two, with, with WrestleMania 20, 
Okay. I'll buy that. For 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 my list quickly, um, you're you're having me think way too much, and I really don't want to think about it. Right. So I was just gonna be like Teddy Long, like defeats all your lists. <laughs> you can't, you okay. can't have a SmackDown retro without Teddy Long. I agree so, with that. Like, to be like, we got to have a match player. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, SmackDown, since I'm kind of like a younger fan, like I grew up with like body. So my, uh, just in no particular order, I'll do a top 10 for, you know, the Undertaker, Edge, Matt Hardy, mm-hmm. The Miz, I'm going with mm-hmm. current stars as well, Dean Ambrose, AJ Styles. Ooh, I like AJ. Oh shit, I forgot about that. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, what? He, he, fell out, <laughs> he fell out of the Twitter spaces. He had a good list going. He got yeeted by accident. Oh, man. Oh, no. Uh, uh, oh. Yeah, Teddy, Teddy, Teddy has it. Teddy yeah. has it. Well, uh, um. Oh, go ahead. We have we have invincible. We have invincible to cover as well. That's 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 the last topic I'm going to. Um. Okay. Uh, okay. Let, let, let me let me let me start that. Let me start that. Straight up, God. I'm like when, when I watched the finale. When I watched the finale, I'm like, wow. I'm like when I watched the finale. The last few, the last few minutes of it. The last few moments of, of the finale with father and son. You know. Absolutely going nuts. Yes. What are we talking about? I, I, I'm like, I'm like, honestly, we, we are seeing, we are seeing the, the, we're seeing the build up to season two and season three, but, but for some reason, but for some reason, we, we we're also seeing the beginning of of Stephen Yoon's, you know, character of his of his character, the son, you know. Completely, completely change change his narrative from being like his father to to being just just a normal guy, you know, being right. a normal kid, you know, with with superpowers. But you know, the relationship, the relationship that people that people are having with these characters and this universe of invincible is like, oh, we we are seeing we are seeing something new. We are seeing something fresh. You know, not just the My Hero Academia stuff, but we are some really fresh with with a kid with a kid finishing up school, finishing up high school, going to college, you know, trying to figure trying to figure out his way into the world and trying to protect, you know, like, trying to protect humans and trying to protect, you know, people. Trying to protect his mom too. I mean his mom his mom is actually normal a a, a, a uh, normal human and his dad and his dad is a uh, is a uh, superpowered human. Right. Human who, who happens to be an alien at, at, at that point too, but but I'm like but I'm like we we understand we understand the complexity and the turmoil that, that you know Stephen Yeun's character Mike you know Mark uh, has that that Mark has and I'm, I'm I'm like Mark has something to do Mark has something to do you know with 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 everything and I'm like. We, we understand, we understand that the alien invasion is coming up, the super villains are coming out of the woodwork, and we understand, we understand that, that, 
that that the character development for season two and season three are going to be coming through. Right. But we have to, but we have to understand. We have to, we have to understand one thing, one thing, and one thing only: that the secret is out. That the secret is out for Omni Man and yes, for, sir. And for Invincible. Invincible, Invincible, and Omni Man. You know, had, had their had their big had their big you know frame Jesus man that 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 whole thing I've seen some kids get spanked before but this was a 10 like I've seen my fair share I've seen my fair share of spanking slash ass whoopings from my personal experience of me getting whooped even though I deserved it or sometimes I didn't but, but come on, but come on. It's like it's like we are seeing we are seeing you know a whooping you know straight out straight out of straight out of a superhero comic you know times times ten. Like yeah, man, we get down to it, and All right, Twitter space is just collapsed on me, but uh, man, I uh, get down to it and talk about the invincible finale and an incredible finale, man. Twitter space is crashed out on me, but um, yeah, just a, a great finale, man. Uh, just 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 a great finale and. Man, just I cannot wait to see the second season until we get hopped off on on uh, on uh, Invincible season two. So that is it, ladies and gentlemen, for the Two Sweet Wrestling podcast and uh, episode one twenty two, ladies and gentlemen. Find me on Twitter at Two Sweet Pod at OMG Corey B. Uh, so yeah, find me on Twitter and ladies and gentlemen, I am out.